We're going to turn to God's Word now. We'll just have a, a few short reflections on our reading today. We're looking at Philippians chapter 4. So if you've got a Bible, open it up to Philippians 4. We'll have our reading in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to read to you a news report from a few days ago. Food and aid services were again disrupted in the Manabi region of Madagascar as the nuns of Missionary Center Grace Mission walked out over a continuing dispute regarding pay and conditions. The mission's secretary, Sister Beatrice Wilson, said we can only afford broadband with a download speed of 18 megabytes per second, not nearly enough for the demands placed on our numerous devices by modern games and TV streaming software. Another who did not wish to be named commented, I'm struggling to pay the loan on my Jaguar F-Type. Strike action is due to continue while negotiations take place. I made up that report. <laughs> it didn't happen, obviously. Well, we tend to expect missionaries to live simple lives and even to live lives less comfortably than we do without raising a murmur, don't we? They've chosen that lifestyle after all. They've chosen to go out and be a missionary. They can deal with the hardships that go along with that. And it's true that missionaries have to make sacrifices, but our reading this morning sends a couple of clear messages that I'm going to be focusing on. Number one, it's good for churches to be generous to their missionaries financially. And number two, missionaries remember better than most of us that true happiness is found in Jesus, not in money or what money can buy. So listen out for those themes as we come to our reading now. Natalie's going to bring it to us. I'm actually uh, really pleased that the reading has worked out as it has, because the book of Philippians is basically a letter from Paul the missionary thanking his supporting church in Philippi for their financial support. And as we get to the end of the letter this week, that comes out really clearly. So as a staff team, we hadn't planned this, but I think God had. And uh, it couldn't be a more perfect reading for our service this morning. So let's listen to God's word. So it's Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 to 23. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. 
The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Did you get the sense from that reading that the Philippians are like, here, Paul, please take our money. And Paul is like, thanks, but I don't want your money. Sort of pushing it both ways. And supporting mission work brings into clarity the Christian attitude towards money. Make money, but don't make money your master. Use it for the master. So let's think about using it for the master and supporting mission work. Obviously, uh, money is a vital part of global mission. And uh, we want the, the gift of the gospel to reach people free of charge. And so to do that, we've got to support our missionaries. We have to provide the resources that they need to do that. And the Philippian church sets us an example. This is verse 18. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. The Philippians gave generously to Paul, their missionary. Paul actually planted their church, so they had a very special connection with him. And Paul, uh, he, he knows that it's not just because they're all millionaires in that congregation that they have the capacity to support him generously. Because he says this uh, to the Corinthian church about the Philippian church. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 to 3, Paul says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches, Philippi and others. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Wouldn't it be strange if this reversal took place? We all lived in poverty so that the missionaries we send out could live in luxury. But that's kind of what happened here. Now, I'm not saying that we particularly need to do that, but we, we don't often talk about money as a church. We don't often hold fundraising events. We don't pass around a collection bag anymore. But nonetheless, if the gospel is a message worth proclaiming, let's give generously to those who proclaim it and make sure they have all of the tools and resources necessary to do that. Um, this is a very generous church, but we, we notice, I think, uh, the difference between British churches and American churches. When American churches see a need, they're happy to throw money at it. <laughs> and you see that with American mission organizations quite often. Um, they'll have very well-resourced buildings and equipment and so on, whereas we're a bit more happy to rough it. And perhaps, you know, there's something godly about that, but sometimes we use godliness as an excuse just to rough it. Um, when the money is actually available to do something better. Now, I just want to draw your attention to two other things from the text while I'm talking about supporting mission work. Firstly, the Philippian church kept it on their radar when other churches forgot about it. This is verse 15. Paul says, Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia... Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you. So, what does that show? It shows that as churches, it's quite easy for us to forget about this and to let it slip off the radar. 
we're, we're sort of running our own programs in Bulldog and North Hearts, and we're looking inwards at the particular needs of the church, and we forget to look outwards. That can happen as a church. It can also happen to us as individuals. We have a busy family situation, and we're struggling to make ends meet and all the rest of it, and we forget to uh, remember the global church. Now, at Christ Church, uh, Neil is both the treasurer who sets the budget and our missionary coordinator. So we're in the happy position where it's unlikely that it will fall off of our radar as a church. But it's good for us to keep thinking this as individuals. Is the global church on my radar? We should remember that, as Sarah said, she's not going out as an individual. She is going out as an extension of the work of Christ Church, in a way. And so just as we would want our mission uh, in Baldock and North Hearts to be well supplied, so also we should want Sarah's mission to be well supplied because she is doing the work of Christchurch Bulldog in a different part of the world. Let's keep it on the radar. But secondly, sometimes we might be ready and willing to give, but not able. Verse 10, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned but you had no opportunity to show it. It feels like in the modern world, we're presented with so many opportunities to do good with our money that actually we spend most of our time feeling guilty for saying no to people. You know, adverts on TV, adverts on the radio, things through the door, things in the paper. All of these pressures on us to give our money to worthy causes. But this is what we learn from the Philippian church. God was just as happy with them when they knew about Paul's need, but they couldn't support him as when they did eventually send money. They were happy. God was happy. The, the gospel is the, the message that Christ died for our sins, including perhaps some selfish motives about money and a bit of greed and a desire to hang on to it. And we are guiltless before God. God is happy with us. And sometimes God knows that we are willing to help, but we're not able to. There's no opportunity to, through all different kinds of reasons. So this false sense of guilt that we often have for not doing more has no place in our lives. Jesus has died for us, and we do care. But sometimes God doesn't give us the opportunity to show it, and sometimes he does. So let's give generously to our mission workers where we can. And the second big message that we get from our reading is that we should learn from our mission workers. I've been talking about supporting mission partners generously, using our money for the master. But as I said before, missionaries remember better than most of us that true happiness is found in Jesus and not in money or what money can buy. Good message for us as we approach Christmas and we're bombarded with adverts. So uh, make money, but don't make money your master. This is what Paul says in verse 10. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learnt the secret of being content 
in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So we get the idea that we should be content as Christians, but sometimes that seems a bit elusive. So the only question I want to answer is, how do we do that through Christ who gives us strength? Well, it's quite simple to say, (laughs) maybe more difficult to put into practice, but when we know Christ personally, and we understand his life and suffering, and we remember his resurrection and his glory, and know that he went through all of that to bring us to glory too, then as the old hymn says, we can have strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. And that is contentment. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. It doesn't mean ecstatic joy. There will be tough times in our lives when actually uh, all we can do is persevere. But God says in his word that those times come to give us patience, don't they? And God will give us the strength to persevere. But equally, there will be good times when we can be content because we know that these good times are a picture of better times ahead that God has planned for us. So, if you want an application, something for you to do this week, the best way, I think, for us to find this contentment is to open up these verses and pray them to God and say, God, in your word, you say you want us to be content in every situation through Christ who strengthens us. Please help us to understand what that means and to experience that strength. Because the Christian faith is about relationship, isn't it? And sometimes things that intellectually might make sense but are difficult to put into practice suddenly click in our hearts when we speak to the person who said them. Let me finish with Jesus' words from Matthew 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Paul said to the Philippian church, It was good of you to share in my troubles, not that I desire your gifts, What I desire is that more be credited to your account, heavenly speaking. For a week, I was uh, part of a team who taught about 80 Ugandan Bible students. And one thing we were conscious of as we taught them was that we were far, far wealthier than they were. We were, as one of them described it, fabulously wealthy. And yet, their smiles and their joy told its own story, which was that in Christ... They are rich beyond imagination, and they know it. Sarah and all our mission partners are a reminder that we're united with Christians around the world in being heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, heirs of all things. So it's a privilege for us to use the money that God has given us to enable others to hear the gospel and to receive that eternal fortune with us by God's grace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the blessings and privileges that you've given all of us. You have caused us to be born and to live in a wealthy country, and we're grateful for that. But Lord, thank you that you offer wealth and treasure that is far beyond anything this world could offer. 
And thank you that the most important thing is that you have given us the gospel. And that is something we share with brothers and sisters around the world, wealthier or poorer than us. We look forward to that heavenly kingdom. Please help us to be generous with what you've given us so that others may hear that good news and receive Christ's riches. We pray that in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen. Amen.